for this sir. Too sexy for your girl. Welcome into Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. 100.3 HD2. You can also check us out on the ESPN Chicago app. That's where you can find all the podcasts. Black and Abdallah have tonight off. They were in for Greeny today from 10 to noon. They'll also be in for Greeny tomorrow as well from 10 to noon right here on ESPN 1000. We're live and local all day tomorrow. So be here for that right here on Chicago's home for sports. Tyler Aki in for the guys tonight with you until 8 o'clock. And we've been talking a lot of football with you so far tonight. And just looking at the landscape of the Bears and the quarterback position, I do have a a question about all of the different quarterbacks that are facing second and third contracts. Who would you extend right now and who would you wait on before you actually had to make a decision? So we'll do that in just a little bit. But first, let's check in with Michael. He's in Waukegan, 312-332-3776. What's up, Michael? Tyler, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Hey, I, I just wanted to comment. I you know I listen to you all the time. Appreciate um, it. On this this trading Justin Fields, I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, and the reason I say that is, I you know that that scenario that everyone asks is, what if what would happen if we would have drafted Patrick Mahomes instead of Mitch Trubisky? Mm-hmm. Like what what would what would have happened if he would have been in a Chicago Bears uniform instead? I feel like the answer to that question, you'll find out with Justin Fields. Because I feel like he's going to be one of two things. Either A, he's going to be a solid NFL quarterback or better. Or B, he's going to be hurt all the time. And if he's hurt all the time, it's because we don't have people to to help him. We need to find free agents. I think we should take the free agent money and find people to help Justin and then take the draft money or the draft capital and use that to build the team that whatever team that Ryan Poles and, and Eberflus want to build. So that, that was really what I wanted to tell you. They don't try to trade Justin. Justin is a, is if you want to find out what would have happened, if we would have got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields will be the answer. So you're call, are, are you calling your shot here? Are you saying that Fields is the next coming of Mahomes? I'm saying he's going to be a solid NFL quarterback or better, mm-hmm. or he'll be hurt all the time. And you can mark my words that I said it to you tonight. All right. We got you down there, Michael. Appreciate it. That's yeah. Michael and Waukegan, 312-332-3776. You want to talk Bears? You want to talk anything else with us? You know, it almost feels like destiny, right? Like, I have a hard time believing that this upcoming draft pick that the Bears make is going to get messed up. And here's why. You look at how the Bears landed, the number one overall pick. Like, so, And listen, I've got no sort of basis for this. This is just a gut feeling and just a way that the stars sort of align at times. But doesn't it sort of feel like the Houston Texans absolutely dropped the ball by catching the ball, technically, to get the number two overall pick? Right, like they win that last game of the season against the Colts, and as a result, drop to the number two overall pick as opposed to getting the number one overall pick, which they had the inside track for. Doesn't it feel like Houston, in some way, shape, or form, is going to end up regretting not having that number one overall pick? 
that's just the way like sports narratives and stories go. And again, I've got no basis for this. It just feels like something where we're going to look back on it and Houston is going to regret catching that ball in the end zone to go out and win against the Colts in a meaningless week 18 game in terms of playoff position. It's the start of like the butterfly effect. We see it all yes. the time in sports. Mm-hmm. Right. All the time. Something stupid happens here and you end up paying a price for it down the road as a result. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. 312-332-3776. Frank's in the North Burbs. What's up, Frank? Hi there. I Thanks for taking my phone call. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do, and as I talk, I get to the other person out of the phone. Uh, just do a little bit more, uh, see the Bears do a little more out-of-the-box thinking. For instance, like for tight end, for instance, why not pursue someone like Rob Gronkowski? I mean, obviously, I have no... Um, as an average fan, I have, like, no way to access it. I've just seen some reports where he said in the past year or two that he may or may not want to come back to play a little bit of football. It costs the Bears no draft picks, no draft capital. His salary, I think, last time it was Tampa Bay was, what, $10 million? So it's certainly affordable. And if he was on the Bears, I mean, granted, he'd have to get him, as he said himself, it would take him maybe a little bit of time to get in shape. But why not, not see, like, the Bears try to do this little bit of out-of-the-box thinking? Try to get a true number one tight end. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, Cole Komet showed some promise, but if Gronkowski, even if he's been a year off, may take him, like, a couple months to get in shape, I'm sure he would be, like, a real true number one tight end. And you've seen what a true number one tight end does, a.k.a. Kansas City. Well, here's the thing, uh, Frank, is you'd have to, A, convince Gronk to come back, and B, I think he may still have one more year technically with the Bronc- or with the Buccaneers, so if he did come back, you would, I believe, have to trade to get him. Okay, so maybe, like, what did they, um, the Bucks trade, uh, what was it, the Patriots? Was it a third or fourth was, round pick yeah, for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, but the thing is, yes, I mean, this is the out-of-box thinking that I love to see the Bears do. They have so many needs. They're not going to win by just simply conventional ways, in my mind. They need to go take some risks. They need to do a lot more. And unless you, I mean, like I said, if you think Cole Komet is going to be their number one um, tight end, then maybe this point is all moot. But I think, like, a true number one in the NFL, and I know Gronk has been, like I said, about two years out now. But the last picture, and I obviously don't have as much information on him as an average fan, but the thing is, he looked like he was in great shape when I saw his photo like a year ago. When and you saw him kick the field convince, goal, right? Uh, yeah, maybe that was it. But basically, he's the type of player. I want to see more of this out-of-the-box thinking, and why not pursue something like this? It doesn't, like I said, it's not going to cost the Bears much um, time, I guess, just so even are not seriously like having Justin Fields go talk to him, try to recruit him. They've got a couple. Of, they've got a long time before the off season begins. It's a process. Obviously, it takes time to convince, convince players like him to come out of retirement. But you try to present the right scenario, especially with Justin Fields as their mobile quarterback. I really feel like this is something that the Bears should try to do, or at least try to do more of this out of the box thinking. All right, so Don't Frank. Agree Frank. About the uh, out-of-box? Yeah. I, I don't mind out-of-the-box thinking. I don't think this is the, the box you want to venture into, though. Um, but, all right, with, with Rob Gronkowski, all right, you're going to have to get him out of retirement, right? What, right. What, what is Frank in the North Suburbs pitch to Rob Gronkowski to lure him out of retirement right now? 
So first of all, he's been having a good time there, but he's going to get to get work with an amazing quarterback. I mean, he's seen amazing. the footage with okay. Justin. I mean, have you seen him running all over the place? I mean, this how does that help is, Gronk if he's just running all over the place? That amazing quarterback, because you're pairing him up. Think about it when he was with Tom Brady, for instance. And Tom was obviously. I thought Tom was a, obviously. Tom has a much more accomplished, and it's better than Justin Fields. But I feel like he's Justin Fields is a couple years away from becoming not quite Tom Brady, but getting to closer to his level. So that's where you. And of course, the Bears need to do a lot of work elsewhere too. They need to, of course, build their offensive line. There are other things that, of course, as Gronk, as a, he's a smart player. Obviously, he's invested his money well, as you know as well, with the salary and so forth. He's talked about how he saved his money. Mm-hmm. So if you have to show him, and you're actually still also having to show Chicago anyway, and you're also going to have to show Justin Fields that you're investing in that offensive line, you're investing in the players, you've got to convince Gronk, and also this is actually good practice for convincing us that there's a Super Bowl, that you're building a good Super Bowl team. So once you put that carrot out there, you know, it's possible that Gronk doesn't do it. But it doesn't hurt Chicago anyhow because of the Bears, because they still need to put out that carrot to the fans that, you know what, great, we're putting all this process together to build a great team. So even if you don't succeed in convincing Gronk, let's say, that you get, um, that the, he's going to um, want to join the Bears. I mean, he can certainly say no. You still need to put in that pitch to Justin Fields, to your players, to your fan base, that you're making that commitment to win. So, I mean, I don't know what else you'd be saying other than you, of course, you want to, um, whenever you're trying to entice any player to come, whether it's free agency, out of retirement, whatever, that you have a great chance of winning that Super Bowl, that you're committed to it, that you put in the players, the product, you've committed the money, you committed the players, the time, the coach necessary to win that Super Bowl. All right. Well, all right. So Frank from the northern, northern suburbs wants Rob Gronkowski. All right. Thanks for the call, Frank. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. That, my call. That's Bye. Frank in the Northern Burbs. First time we've played that music tonight. And Chase has called, too. Hey, I lost money on that missed field goal, so... Did you? I don't want him in Chicago. FanDuel, promo code Tyler. Beat it. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Johnny. He's in Melrose Park. What's up, Johnny? All right. That guy, I don't know what he's smoking, but that guy is on another planet. First and foremost, the Bears are not going to try to pick a Gronk or anyone else. They're going to go on the cheap end and try to bring in something that no other team wants to keep on the roster. And let me just tell you something about Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I, I, I hate the comparison about we, we compare Justin Fields to Lamar Jackson or Mahomes. I watched a couple of games on the field with Justin being as a quarterback and he's not hitting a lot of targets that are wide open. So if Justin Fields can develop as a quarterback to hit his wide open targets, his receivers, he's never going to develop in the quarterback that we're looking for. And so I hate the comparison, like, we should keep Justin Fields as a quarterback 
because he doesn't read the whole field, the wide receivers that are wide open. In the NFL, if there's an inch, two inches that they're open, he needs to make that throw. He's not consistent on that. So we, we need to get rid of Justin Fields if he's not going to develop into that quarterback. That's my comment, and I'd love to hear your take. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. That's Johnny in Melrose Park, 312-332-3776. Talking football with you, talking Bears with you. And, uh, yeah, he brings up the point there about with Justin Fields. If he's not getting the job done, yes, then it is time to move on from him. I think we're going to get that answer coming up next season. And if he's not the guy that the Bears need moving forward, I think that the Bears draft pick is going to set itself up pretty nicely where they can be in the, the hunt to try to get one of those new quarterbacks for the upcoming NFL draft in 2024. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. We'll talk a little bit of quarterbacks and more Bears with you when we come back here on ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Do, da, dippity. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I can get with this, because this is kind of fat. Talking Bears and more football stuff with you here on ESPN 1000. I do have a list of quarterbacks here. How many quarterbacks would you sign to a second deal or a long-term extension right now? 312-332-3776. We'll do that in just a little bit. Tyler Rocky in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight. Let's go out to the phones. Mike's in Oak Brook. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Tyler. I have a question for you. If I were to tell you that Bryce Young would become the next group breed, which is totally outlandish. I get it. I mean, wouldn't if that were the case, then you would say it's a no-brainer. We would trade Justin Fields and take take Bryce Young, right? I'm only saying Correct. that yes. because, because I keep hearing the argument that Bears fans are saying, that's crazy, we would never trade Justin Fields. But the point I'm trying to make is if, if Ryan Poles and his staff strongly believe that Bryce Young will have a better career than Justin Fields, then they have to make that deal. And I just I just don't understand why everyone is just reacting so quickly against that without Ryan Poles having a chance to analyze. I no, listen, if if you could guarantee me that Bryce Young is gonna put together a Drew Brees level career, then yes, you're trading Justin Fields, no questions asked right now. But I just don't know if that's the ceiling that you're looking at for Bryce Young. Like, I get it. Smaller quarterback, right? But Drew Brees, I mean, those guys are are one-on-one right there. You don't find guys six foot that can take the league by storm at the quarterback position very often. It's a Drew Brees. It's a Russell Wilson, although we're starting to see how the Russell Wilson experiment is going right now. And the list is not very long. 
Drew Brees was a hyper-accurate quarterback over the course of his career. Led the league in accuracy six times. Led the league in yards, uh, what is this, uh, seven times as well. Yeah. If you could guarantee me that, that Bryce Young or any of these quarterbacks is the next Drew Brees, yes, you're making that trade, no doubt about it. I just don't think that you can make that guarantee with, with, uh, with someone like Bryce Young. Look, there are no guarantees in life, right? And I get it. My point about Drew Brees, one, they're, they're similar stature, and the same things that people are saying about Bryce Young, they were saying about Drew Brees, and Drew Brees, I think, fell to the second round. But when you look at Bryce Young, he's a, he's a totally different quarterback than Justin Fields, for example. I mean, he makes, he goes through his progressions. And if you look at his career at Alabama, it's not fair to compare Alabama quarterbacks necessarily and how they're going to do. But when you take Bryce Young and compare him with Tua, or with Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts is a different story, but... Um, he, he, I think he's more impressive than the better pro prospect. I just, um, he's a totally different quarterback, and I think if Poles were to believe that, that would be the difficult move. The easy move for Poles is keeping Justin Fields. Well, Mike, I would say this: if, if you think that that Bryce Young is the the next Drew Brees, then that's an easy move for Poles. It's, it's an easy move for. It Poles, may not be it, well it, received, it, yeah. but it's an easy move. That, it's an easy move, but there are no guarantees, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to really believe in what he's, what, what he's thinking. So if you were to pull off that deal, it would not be well-received. And can you imagine if Bryce Young gets hurt, uh, you know, in training camp? I, I mean, it would, be, it would be a risky move, but I would give, it takes a lot of guts. And it shows me that Ryan Poles believes in his analysis and his, his abilities to judge talent. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that's, I, I think they need to do the work. They need to look at all these quarterbacks, and if he believes that Bryce Young's better, he's, he's got to trade Justin Fields. Uh, listen, I'm with you. If he does think Bryce Young is better, just for me, from my evaluation of what I've seen out of all the quarterbacks, I just don't think Bryce Young is a better prospect than uh, what we're going to see out of Justin Fields. But I appreciate the phone call, Mike. It's good food for thought there. 312-332-3776. Joe's in Oak Forest. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on? So I haven't heard any comparison to uh, to have him be compared to Drew Brees. I heard that he was baby Mahomes. Maybe for that comp, you go for him. But Drew Brees won one Super Bowl. If, I think if Justin Fields was on any of those Sean Payton Saints teams, they win multiple Super Bowls. He was always I was always hurt every other year. He had a lot of issues. I mean, yeah, he he had a uh, some pretty crazy stat lines with his uh with his passing yards and stuff like that but i mean some of that has to go to sean payton too because i mean he picked him up when the chargers let him go so i mean if he was that good the chargers would have held on to him when they wouldn't have went with philip rivers well remember that that was all the the interworkings too of the eli manning philip rivers trades there too but no i i I get what you're saying there uh joe and and again i I think it's it is a little outlandish to be comparing bryce young to a a first ballot hall of famer and drew Brees when we haven't uh seen bryce young play a single snap of nfl football and just the other thing too is like people want to point to the the height but drew Brees was a little stockier than what we see out of bryce way stockier way stockier Mm -hmm. and well i I did see that bryce young is doing a um He's doing a health pro- or um, a nutrition program, and he's, they're trying to bulk him up to 200 pounds. But I keep hearing all these different things about his height, and it's 
is he 5'9"? Is he 5'10"? Is he 5'11"? With cleats on? Where he's standing on a couple books? Like, the guy seems pretty small. I would just be scared of him. I mean, I've heard some guys say about it already. I mean, the Lions, their defensive line is getting better and better by each year. And I just see the guy coming off the edge, not ready for it. And he's going to get his clock cleaned. And then there goes our number one pick. And then we have no offensive line as it is anyways to defend the guy and listen joe you bring up the point if bryce young were to be drafted by the bears and he gets hurt and it's one of those injuries where it's like oh he's got hurt because he's smaller i mean that that's it for ryan poles he's done yeah like Mm -hmm. you you cannot pass on someone like justin fields and then go opt for someone like bryce young after that because listen this town gave trubisky four years and that was a couple years too long and then in, in this scenario, they would have given Justin Fields two years. All right, so what's the leash going to be like? Because you're talking about things that need to be instant gratification. And if Bryce Young isn't a sensation right off the bat, then by, by the fan standpoint, and maybe it's not fair, but by the fan standpoint, it's officially a failed project. If, if Bryce Young, he'd pretty much have to win rookie of the year. That's what he would yeah, have to but- do. My other thing is this too, and if we do give, if we, we if we don't use that first pick to get more compensation, our our depth chart is very very weak at this point. I mean, we have no depth at any position really besides the running back position. Um, I mean, and our running backs aren't going to be able to protect Bryce Young from uh, somebody's big D lineman. Let me tell you. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. Have a good night. Yep, you too. That's Joe in Oak Forest. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Mike's on the south side. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about this because I think people also forget, and the caller just mentioned this, that Drew Brees did sort of get pushed out of San Diego with the Philip Rivers mm-hmm. um, trade pick. So, or I'm sorry, draft pick. So. Th- first call, last caller brought that up. But I also want to talk about, too, this is exactly what Ryan Poles wants us to be talking about. I really don't think the Bears are ready to move away from Justin Fields at all, even if there was a good pick. Uh, granted, he was last in the NFL in passing, so I definitely think there's a lot of room for improvement before we build a statue for this guy, but the Bears need teams to think that we are about to trade this pick. Otherwise, no one's going to give us anything for that first draft pick that, that we need. So, do people really buy into this story that the Bears are willing to get rid of Justin Fields for, for Bryce Young? Bryce Ruggs had injury problems already uh, last year. I just don't think he could. I just don't think he could stand up in the NFL, to be honest with you. You know, Mike, uh, I, I, I agree with your last point there. I don't necessarily agree that the Bears need to play this super sleuth-like, right, and, and try to outsmart everyone because – it's not the Bears' desire to take a quarterback. It's creating a bidding war with all the other teams, too. Totally agree. I don't think you necessarily need to involve yourself into the bidding war. Fair. I think that you That's- can I think that you can especially when you look at the division too, like we saw Tennessee go out and clear all that cap space today. To me, that says this is a hard reset and they just brought in a new uh, general manager as well. And it looks like he's kind of doing something similar to what we saw Ryan Poles do when he got to town here. Just kind of tear everything down to the studs. Now, I don't know if Tennessee is going to actually be a team that moves up to make a trade for that pick. But you've got three teams 
in the AFC South that are desperate for a quarterback right now. And if you can create a little three, three-way three bidding war between divisional foes, uh, that par- price keeps going up and up and up. I, I totally agree to that. And honestly, if, if you're, I think maybe the most desirable job if you're looking at a first year is Ryan Poles right now just with all this cap draft capital that they're going to have and all this salary cap money. So I'll hang up and let you guys talk about it. But I, it, <laughs> being a Bears fan, it's uh, – you're obviously a pessimistic about this situation, but I think the Bears have a lot of promise on what they can do. Yeah. So, no, appreciate that. I, I agree with you. Yep. Have a good one, Mike. That's Mike on the south side. Let's go to B, also on the south side. What's up, B? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how do you evaluate these quarterbacks as far as college game to the pro game? I don't know how people keep saying Bryce Young is better, but we've never seen them play a pro game. And Justin Fields was great in college. That's it, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the call there, B. I think a couple of things come into play. I think you look at someone, I mean, obviously you see the tools, right? What did they do in college? And I think you can kind of go comp for comp there. What did Justin Fields do in college? What did Bryce Young do in college? When you're evaluating prospects there, you also look at what was around you in college, and you also look at what was on the other side when you were in college as well. So... I think that playing in the SEC, probably advantage for Bryce Young over Justin Fields. Um, but Justin Fields, you got to also remember, too, like playing in the NFL is a different beast than playing in college. And you bring up a good point there, B, of it is a little bit different evaluating that. But I think you look for some of the tools, some of the um, skill, what's part of your skill set, your accuracy, what... Um, can you fit a ball into a tight window? Are you willing to risk fitting a ball into a tight window as well? Um, what is your ability inside and outside of the pocket? All of that stuff comes into account when you're evaluating t- uh, players for all these different things. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. More of your calls when we come back. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah on ESPN One Thousand. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. the night off Tyler Rocky and for the guys if you missed any of their show today they were in 10 to noon for Greenie. they'll be in 10 to noon tomorrow as well for Greeny right here on ESPN 1000 check out the podcast on the Black and Abdallah tab wherever you get your podcasts including on the ESPN Chicago app talking bears and more with you Joe's and Palos Height Palos Hills rather what's up Joe Hey, great show tonight. Uh, you're doing it the Aki way. There's a couple things I want to. <laughs> there's a couple things I want to say. Um, I'm a Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. Adam Thiel is about to get released and stuff like that, and uh, he's lost a step. But he's been a captain, and and he's the type of safety net that I would think that Justin Fields would need on the cheap. Um, he could break out from routes when Fields is scrambling, and uh, he doesn't drop a ball, and he's very good in the locker room. So I think that would be something that the Bears should start out with um, to probably, you know, give him a little safety net. Mm-hmm. And then and then as far as uh, the draft with Anderson and Carter, I'm not sold on Carter. Everybody thinks Carter is better than you know, Georgia or whatever. I, and I know his stats weren't good and he's more athletic. But I think Will Anderson would be the deal if the Bears traded down with Indy and got their pick. What do you think? Yeah, to me, I, and Joe, uh, appreciate the phone call there. In terms of the Carter versus Anderson comparison, I I lean 
Will Anderson, just because I think the edge rusher is a a more important piece to uh, a, a modern day defense. I mean, we see how many edge rusher after edge rusher winning defensive player of the year. We saw it this year with uh, Nick Bosa. Um, there's another great Bosa out there, and Joey as well out with the Chargers. You've got T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons. Like edge rushers, sort of rule the day in the modern day NFL. I know some people are going to clap back with, "Oh, Aaron Donald." Well, Aaron Donald, and then who? Right. Um, the other thing that I would say too, um, to your original point as well with, with Adam Thielen, again, it takes two to tango, right? If Adam Thielen is released, he has to want to come to the Bears. And I'd imagine Adam Thielen, going to be 33 next season, is a guy that would want to go out and try to contend for a championship as opposed to try to be a part of a rebuilding phase with the Chicago Bears. So I would lean that Adam Thielen probably not going to be a part of the Chicago Bears. Don't know if I'd necessarily want Thielen, even though he does have some of those intangibles like like he was alluding to. But I do think that Thielen's best days are well behind him. He, he saw the, the touchdowns drop off this year. Only had 716 yards this season on 70 catches, and that came in all 17 games as well. So if you if this were five four or five years ago, and you were proposing this, I would say, yeah, I would like to to see the the Bears go after a guy like Adam Thielen. But as I've said before, I want to see guys that can grow alongside Justin Fields and not as much be band-aids for what the, the Bears are trying to accomplish moving forward here um, because this is going to be a young team, all right? This is going to be a, a young team and one that Ryan pulls stripped down to the studs with the intent of building back up. Steve's in Gray's Lake. What's up, Steve? Hey there, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. I guess it's Vikings night, um, and I guess I have no reason to call because we don't have a quarterback, and we haven't for a long time. You said but you're a Vikings fan? I am, just all like right. the guy that was in before. So, so I, we have I, a have a, I have a saying I like to say, Steve, all right? I call Dak Prescott Kirk Cousins with a star on his helmet, all right? So I guess that would make Kirk Cousins Dak Prescott with a Viking horn on his helmet. I think you could trade the two of them and the results would be comparable. <laughs> so so my, my comment is Justin Fields is a great, great athlete. How many mm-hmm. years can he run the football? Two more, three more. And then when you get past that, when he has to become a real quarterback and just stay in the pocket because age and, and abuse has caught up with him, what makes anyone in Chicago think that he is the man? What's the moment that's happened where he's, He's been the guy that you look at and you go, yep, he can stand there and he can make it happen. So you're talking about take all the running plays out of the equation, right? Yeah, yeah, and maybe not all of them because, you know, you Mm -hmm. see a lot of quarterbacks get older, but I don't think in three years you're going to see the dynamic 65-yard run down the sideline where he makes three guys miss. So So now he's going to have to stand in the pocket and make those throws. Give me the game where he's given everyone that I hear on the radio saying he's the savior, that he's put that – burden of throwing the ball on his his back and made it happen so here's what i would say to to that steve i think when you look at field season and and what his uh kind of outlook is and you you bring running into the equation all right so justin fields looking at the the numbers from this season justin fields attempted 160 runs and it led to uh, 1100 yards on the ground i would say this so I think his number of rushes are going to go down. But I think that will lead to more of those sort of home run type plays that we saw out of him. 
because those are plays where I think he's going to be upright a little bit more with an improved offensive line. He's going to be asked to run less. His legs will be a little bit fresher. And I think it's not necessarily Justin Fields' speed that makes him such a talented runner. It's actually his strength. Because you see a lot of these runs are runs where he's knocking a couple dudes off of him. Like I look back to the Eagle game where you had Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. And it looked like Reddick had him wrapped up for, for his third sack of the afternoon. And Fields just threw him off of him and then busted it around the edge and nearly took it in for another highlight reel touchdown. Ended up stepping out at like the five or something like that. But I, I, I look at his strength. And that's why I think he's such a unique runner. Like everyone wants to pin him in a corner of he's Josh Allen. He's Lamar Jackson as a runner of the football. But I think that's actually unfair because I think he's kind of the best of both. He's got the strength of Josh Allen, and he's got the speed of Lamar Jackson. And you put that that together, I think it's what makes him the most unique runner in all football right now is the fact that he's got the ability to blow by you, but he's also got the ability to run over you. And I don't think anyone quite has that in football right now. I think Jalen Hurts is close, but I think Jalen Hurts is a little more on the physical side of things when you're talking about a runner of the football I think that that's what makes him unique, and that's why he's a unicorn in that regard and the best runner from the quarterback position. But you are right. He is going to have to learn to win games from the pocket, or otherwise it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, and you think about it. I mean, truthfully, again, I'm a Vikings fan, and and I I live amongst Bear fans, and Mm -hmm. you're three years away from, you know, minimum of being a serious contender. Three more years of him running the football, three more years of getting older, is he still going to be that, that strong guy that you're talking about, the guy that still has those, the ability to make people miss? And, and again, you know, this is the long play, and I, I just I haven't seen the passing that I think you need to have him be a rounded quarterback. Josh Allen is a much better quarterback at throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Can Justin Fields become that? That's my question. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Yep, you have a good night, Steve. And to Steve's point, too, and what he was bringing up there, I think there's something interesting that you look at and I think it applies to, to Josh Allen as well. You look at some of the games where, and, and I think this was really highlighted in 2021 with Allen, because you look at what the Bills did to utilize Allen's legs. All right, so in 2021, Josh Allen run, ran the ball 122 times. But in the first, what is this, 12 weeks of the season, First 12 games, he had double-figure rushing attempts just once. In the last five weeks of the season, he had double-digit rushing attempts three times. And then you get into the playoffs, he had 6-11 and 11 in running the football. I think part of it is preservation. And that's something that the Bears are going to learn with Justin Fields, is learning to preserve his legs and... So that way you can use him at the most important times and critical times. Listen, Justin Fields, I mentioned he, he ran the ball 160 times this past season. I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields ever run the ball that many times again. I think you're going to see his rushing attempts go down and his yards per carry go up. Because that, to me, when you, you kind of factor everything into itself there, I, I look at... What can Justin Fields do to become an even better runner? I think is run less. I think if he runs less and is less dependent on his legs, 
he is more available and is more likely to pull off some of those highlight real runs that we saw against Miami, Detroit, Philadelphia, and the list goes on and on because he was creating a, a little bit of a name for himself that way. Now he's going to have to also prove it from the pocket as well. But I think right now you've got at least the mold of what can be a franchise quarterback. And you're seeing that play out in this new era of the NFL where running the football out of the quarterback position is critical. Three one two three three two. 3776. You want to talk Bears with us? Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Smith and Jake Cantu for producing tonight's show. Unfortunately, I got I had so much stuff I wanted to get to. I had some quarterback stuff. I had um, some other stuff too with uh, the Super Bowl actually, and just the overall TV watching experience. But we didn't get to any of that. But good news, we can do it tomorrow because I will be back in for Black and Abdallah tomorrow, six to eight, right here on ESPN One Thousand, and also. You uh, will get Black and Abdallah from 10 to noon, filling in for Greeny like you did today. 312-332-3776. We'd love to talk to you before we get on out of here. Jeff is in Plainfield. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's on your mind tonight? Well, on the topic of Justin Fields, you know, watch him over the last three years, longtime Bears fan. Love his athleticism. It's like he's out there playing on the playground. You know, he doesn't have a lot of players. And I think ultimately, looking down long-term, talking Justin Fields' first-round pick, I think the organization has to make a decision. You know, are we going to allocate our time and resources more towards our construction of our stadium or the construction of our players? So, But why does it have to be one or the other? Those are two separate parts of the building. I agree. I think naturally there's just going to be some tension involved in the process, you know, whether it be one or the other, ultimately. But isn't that why you bring Kevin Warren in, right? You bring him in to take care of the stadium, and that's why you've got Ryan Poles to take care of the roster. I love Poles, and I love uh, Warren, so I think, you know, they're really ready to rock with that. Um, And I hope it does work out that way, but, you know, from where I'm sitting, it looks like, Justin Fields ultimately is a first-round crapshoot to get him to their stadium. You know, if it works out with them, great. I hope so. But they're either going to ultimately have to put their deposits for players or their deposits for permits, and it's just two things that are going to come up, and they got a lot of cash, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a pivotal point. Yeah, I think Fields can rock and roll, but they're going to have to stack, stack them up. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to need some help. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. You have a good night. 312-332-3776 if you want to squeeze in a football thought here or any thought before we get on out of here. Jeremiah is in Sacramento. What's up, Jeremiah? Hey, man. Don't worry, long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate it. I just it. wanted to call in. and I'm so confused. I, it, uh, I, don't, I don't understand the Bryce Young love over Justin Fields. I mean, Bryce Young is good. Uh, oh. 
I mean, no one, no one scores him. I mean, none of the draft experts or scouts that are talking are putting him above Justin Fields in the draft. If Justin Fields were in the draft, he would be the number one quarterback. So why are we thinking, let's trade away, uh, I mean, three pounds or, or three inches and 30 pounds smaller with a suspect offensive line? I, I, I just, I can't, I don't, I don't get it. Like unless we come up with like some miracle offensive line package that can somehow protect a miniature quarterback back there, I I don't get it. I'm with you, Jeremiah. No, I I don't think you are. I I think you're in a similar camp to where I'm at as well. I don't understand the, the Bryce young level of hype. And I think a lot of it is stuff that is out of his control and stuff that he can't change. And that's his height. I don't know if that's something that, is going to hold him. I think it's something that will inevitably hold him back from being the ultimate sort of uh, quarterback that he can be. You know, everyone says, like, listen, if if Bryce Young had, had four more inches and, and 10, 15 more pounds on him, he'd be the number one prospect and it oh, wouldn't yeah. even be close. But unfortunately, you, you can put the 10 to 15 pounds on, you can't put the four, three, four inches on that they're asking for. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you can't put him. I mean, he, I mean, he was behind. You know, plays for Alabama. He's behind the the top guys. I mean, you know, or well, maybe if not top, the top guys, the secondary. You know, the second offensive line. I mean, he's he's protected really well in Alabama for for you know everybody saying he can get passes out of different windows that that Justin Fields can't do, or for whatever reason, I, I'm not really sure. I actually think there's a little bit of a stigma with the whole you know, you know. Black quarterback at Ohio State, running mobile, whatever you want to say. He's not cerebral enough to, to do the passing game. I, I, it, it boggles my mind because, I mean, what passing game? When, after Cole Komet and, and uh, right. uh, when Mooney went down, I mean, Claypool's a good addition. I think he's a solid addition, but, I mean, I don't know. It's, I think the criticism is really unwarranted. I'm with you. Thanks for the call, Jeremiah. You have a good night. Call again. You do the, you do the same, man. I will. Thank you. That's Jeremiah in Sacramento, 312-332-3776. I think we've got a little bit of time here for some zoo news. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. We've got some zoo rankings out, courtesy of TravelAwaits.com. They ranked some of the top zoos in the country. Any guesses from the panel here? We've got Kendra and we've got Jake with us as well. Any guesses as to which zoo is the number one zoo in America? Uh, the Cincinnati Zoo. No, but they are on the list. Kendra, you got one? Uh, let's go with San Diego Zoo. You are correct. The San Diego Zoo, the number one zoo in all the land. Kendra, congratulations. I don't have a prize for you, but, um, but we appreciate you getting it right. We, We will keep a mental record that you got that one right. Um, that is followed by the Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium in Omaha. I've actually heard really good things about the Omaha Zoo. Um, you know, Omaha, they've got a couple of things every single year that are Omaha's things, College World Series, and then the zoo. So, uh, the, the Omaha Zoo, check it out. The St. Louis Zoo checks in at third. The Smithsonian National Zoological Park in Washington, D.C. is at fourth. The Bronx Zoo is at fifth. The Oklahoma City Zoo 
is sixth. Cincinnati Zoo, that's Jake's one. Uh, that checked in at seven. And then the Brookfield Zoo in a tie for seven here, right here in Chicago. And then the Woodland Park Zoo out in Seattle, Washington. So there is your zoo rankings according to travelawaits.com. That's what is new at the zoo. All right, I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks so much for calling and listening tonight, 312-332-3776. If you want to jump into the action tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. with Cap and Jay Hood, I'll be with you from 6 to 8. Bleck and Abdallah will be with you from 10 to noon. If you missed any of their show today, be sure to check it out on the Bleck and Abdallah podcast. As they were filling in for Greeny yesterday, they will do the same tomorrow right here on ESPN 1000 Live and Local all day long. Before we get on out of here, Carmen, say goodnight to the people. Good night, Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.